Welcome to the One Player Podcast, the show on solitaire board games. I'm your host, Albert, and this is episode 272. We're back. We're back, and the people are choosing. Hello, Julius. Hello, Albert. It is very good to be here. It is wonderful to be back, able to record. I, I cannot express to you how thankful I am that we are able to be back here. Yay, yes, it, we, we take a little bit of a break, <laughs> as that happens when things when things happen. <laughs> yeah, in case anyone's not aware, my son unfortunately had um, a ruptured appendix, and he had to go for an appendectomy, and it, it although they were successful in being able to get the appendix out, he continued to have pain and was unable to keep down food or liquids for a couple of weeks, and they had to keep him in the hospital, and he had a turnaround all of a sudden, which was kind of unexpected. We talked to the doctors and by the way said that it wasn't them, it was the man upstairs. And we're we're just very thankful that he was able to have that turnaround and was able to feel so much better. And we really appreciate we you know we've received a lot of support from a lot of people online. We've even some listeners have reached out to me. They've seen me posting in various places. And we just want to really express our appreciation for everyone who was supportive of us while we were going through that and our appreciation for God who was able to help him make that recovery and just give thanks to everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm so glad to hear he's doing better. That That is, that is great news because that is no fun to go through that sort of stuff. It, it's, it's amazing <laughs> how much the stomach could affect how somebody feels. Yeah. Cause, Cause I've had stomach things before. Oh my gosh. <laughs> just really. Anyway, that's not really what today's show is about, actually. <laughs> today's show is, uh, well, this is the the ninth year in a row of the One Player Guild's People's Choice Top Solitaire Games uh, Award. Not really award, just contest or just event. It's the event of the year. Right? And I, I guess in, in case people are not familiar with it, you want to tell them what it is, Julius? So... I mean, this uh, it's a top 100 type listing. Everyone has the ability to come submit their votes on what it is that is their personal top 100s, their personal favorite games. And I think it's Keith Kitchens, but the various users uh, compile that into a large geek list of mm-hmm. what among the people's choice are about different sorts of games. So if you're looking for game recommendations or looking to see if you've missed any of the classic grades or anything like that it's an excellent list to view as a resource of some really highly recommended games or mm-hmm. even new games that are popular on the list usually they provide information about if it's the first time on the list or if it's had any movement it's a good way to be able to find something that you may not have heard of yet yeah and it's it's run by kevin erskine he's been doing it every year he compiles everybody geek mails him the list and he compiles everything and creates the results uh, Morden Monrad Pedersen runs the no prize contest for it to see who could make the best guesses about what's going to be on the list this year, which is a, a fun contest in which there is no prize. <laughs> and there's all sorts of people making geek lists and there's a lot of chat about it. It's really just a lot of fun if, if you want to get into it and follow it along and participate in, in the discussion. Not just before leading up to it but also once it's posted it's just a fun thread to read and participate and talk about what came up and, and whatnot i enjoy uh, reading also people's guesses about what will be on top yes. and their other thoughts about it it's fun to do 
It, it really is. It, it really is a, a lot of fun. Yeah, so we haven't done it. We haven't really talked about it a whole lot recently other than mentioned in passing. But I thought this year it might be fun to make my list, right? So as a participant, anybody in the one-player guild, and possibly anybody in BGG, but it's easy enough to join the guild to, to part, if you want to participate and you're not in the guild already. And if you're not in the guild already and you're listening to the show, why aren't you in the one-player guild? Go join. Anyway, to participate, all you have to do is geek mail them your top 20 games. And if, if you don't have 20 solo games, if you don't have 20 solo games to suggest and you just have three or five or even one, you're welcome to submit that. You give them a rank from one to 20. Um, and if I remember correctly, you could, if you, there's a game you love and a game you hate, you could rank them one in 20 or something like that and just leave the middle blank. I think that would kind of be counterintuitive to do though, because um, <laughs> yeah, they'll be the giving credit hate, for the game that you don't like. Yeah, so, so if, if you have two solo games and you love one and you think one's okay, is really what I should have said. <laughs> you could give it a one and a 20, or you could give it a one and two, whatever you think is appropriate. It really, it's for fun, and in a way, it, I, I think it doesn't matter how you vote because there's so much, so many people participate in this, so much data, that uh, any noise kind of really gets lost. And, you know, it's it's all relative. And it's, it's for fun. So I figured... For fun, maybe this year I could try and put my list online. So I figure it would be fun for me to uh, try and put my list together live on the air, so to speak. And I suspect there'll be a lot of editing because I don't think there's going to be a fast, painless process. Uh, it will I'm not be painless be for Julius. <laughs> and I'm just going to be here to poke fun at Albert's list choices because I uh, have only really got home from the hospital kind of recently and haven't been able to prepare too much. But decided to come on just to poke fun. Yeah, that, that's his job. <laughs> Official fun poker. All right, so usually what I do when I'm making my list is I'm just going to go through and think of all the games I could think of that I like, and then I'm just going to rank them. And I kind of, I say arbitrary, but that's not really the right word. I'll just look at them and just pick. I know some people put a lot of effort into it. Some people will, will think of the games they, they like, and then they will play them all a bunch to create their list so that they give it a lot of deep reasoned thought. I tend to just be more by the seat of my pants, kind of. So normally I do this. I write down my list. Today I'm going to stick it into a notepad, type it up. Uh, I'm going to say from the top of my head, I, I know that Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings LCG is on my list. It is every year. It's the game I've played the most solo. And it, in my mind, that makes it number one. So I've always started with that. I'm also going to mention Rage more, which is a small one-player game from Bunchai that I played a bunch too. I think I might be my second most played, so I'm going to include that on my list. Then, let's go, since we're talking about games I've played a lot, let's go look at my BGG profile and see what games I have played a lot. Now, profile? Actually, I've, I've got it. I got a little link here on my uh, shortcut to my quick bar on BGG. Da, 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 da. It is called Games Played by Quantity. So, Lord of the Rings, Ragemore, Sentinels of the Multiverse. Let's include that one. Sentinels, Sentinels of the... I'm just writing abbreviations because I don't feel like typing. Nations no, of Dice No Game. reason to use full words. You're the only one who can be looking at this. Mm-hmm. That's right. I'm not, I'm not going to share this notepad. Star Realms. I have played that a lot. That's more two-player than Solitaire. I don't think I'll include it. Onirum. I love Onirum. I'm going to include that. Hostage Negotiator. Now, my list here is probably going to end up with more than 20 games, and then some stuff will just not make it. 
Pandemic the Cure? No, I don't think so. Pandemic? I'm going to put Pandemic Reign of Cthulhu. <laughs> I really like that one. Why that one? I don't know. I enjoy that one a lot. I like the theme. I think it, the theme works really well in it for some reason. And I enjoy that one more than the others. I, I played I played a bunch. During the pandemic, I played a bunch of it. I didn't play the other pandemics. For some reason, I, I, I did not play any games about real pandemics during a pandemic. I don't think I was averse to it, or at least not that I was aware of. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So, I do think that's interesting. Imperial Settlers. I'm going to write that down, but I don't think that would make it. Uh, outdoor Survival. I'll write it down. I like that. That's an old Avalon Hill game where you go crawling through the forest. You're lost in the forest and you're trying to get out and survive. It brings five or six different scenarios. My favorite is the first one that's really random and you usually die after about six turns of wandering around the desert. <laughs> I just think it's absurdly fun. Pax. Pax is another fun little game. Splendor. Urbion. I have Urbion on here. I'm not going to put Agricola. But that makes me think that I want to include a uh, Newsford, Newsfjord, and I'm going to go ahead and include at the gates of Loyang, at the gates of Loyang, and I'm going to include fields of Arl. Oh, how about escape? The curse of the temple. Okay, so I've got close to twenty items on this list already, and I kind of want to look at other stuff that's not on here. I'm just glancing quickly through now. We're talking to games about that I've played 10 or 15 times at this point or less. Why is this not scrolling? Elder Sign? Let's write Elder Sign down. Elder Sign. I do like that game. Okay. I have a feeling there's a few games I'm missing. Snowdonia. I really like that one solo too. <laughs> See? I need to just stop. I just need to stop. Well, but if you stop, you'll be missing things. Yeah, but you know what? I already have almost 20 games on here, so if I'm going to be missing some, they're not going to make it. Though I tell you what, in the past I have submitted more than 20. I've sent them a list of like 30 and said, I know it stops here, but I wanted to share the rest anyway. So, <laughs> And you know what? I don't know if he just ignores it, if he reads it for his own entertainment, Kevin, I mean Kevin, or what, but there it is for him to do whatever he likes with. Ignore, probably. Uh, it's my guess. He he gets enough of these. I don't know. He has a lot of time to read everything. <laughs> so now I'm going to go look at my geek list of the podcast. And let's see what's in there. Because at this point, we've done over 270 episodes, mostly about games. So let's see. Let's see if I missed any that I really want to include. Maybe an older game or something. Ah, uh, Luna. Luna is getting reprinted. That's kind of exciting. Yeah, aren't they doing a more deluxe version of it too? Is it? I, I like the so. version I had. Space Hulk Death Angel. That did, I spelled that wrong, I think. You still play that one? I have not played it in ages, but it is a good game. I should pull it out again because it is really fun. Um, bu -bu 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 the I'm going to write this down. The Isle of Dr. Necro. Crow. That's a simple little card game. It got reprinted a few years back with different artwork, and you're just going through an island fighting monsters. It's kind of random. There's definitely choices you could do, but it's definitely a lot of randomism push your luck. But I, I do enjoy that. Ooh, Astro Novice Merchant Advance. I may now be the only person that ever included that game in their list. 
It is not a very well-known game. Silverton and Disaster and K2. These are really old games that I covered years, years ago, like 10 years ago in the show. And Disaster on K2, which was a, um, a victory points game about surviving on K2. And it's based on a book. Oh, and you know what else? Navajo Wars. Okay, so now we've definitely got over 20 games. I think I have picked enough. Um, So the next step is now to sort my list. I'll tell you how many games I have exactly. Because I had a few blank friends here. 23. You think that's enough, Judas? Or should I add more? There's never any reason not to add more, but yeah, you probably have enough. <laughs> okay. So then we will leave it there. Oh, look at these games. You remember uh, Bullfrogs? Gosh, that was so long ago. I most definitely do. I actually played it Did recently. Did you? Gosh. Yeah, my, my family plays that one still. Really? Neat. Okay. I, wish it, wish it. I don't think I played the solo recently, but I know that we played multiplayer recently. It's oh, good. Oh, Castilian. That's another really good uh, Oniverse game. Yes. Okay, so I now have 24 games, so I'm going to stop there. So I've already said, so I just need to sort my list. And for me, it's very touchy-feely. I kind of just go through it and move stuff up and down. I'm going to leave Lord of the Rings number one. That's got about... How many plays do I have of that now? Gosh. About 293. I have more plays of Lord of the Rings than there are one-player podcast episodes. Though I'll tell you what, I haven't played it in about a year. Just I haven't had a chance. So it's catching up. The, the podcast is catching up. Number two, I will leave Rage more. That's a very little game, very light. I find I can play it easily. Sometimes in a, I'm a work meeting where I'm just sitting there listening, and I'll play a quick hand of that game around. because It's a five-minute game. So easy, so accessible. Interesting. I've not heard of that one. Now I'm looking it up. Rage more. Okay. Yeah. It's. I think people. A lot of people don't like it. There's not strategy in it. It's too random. They'll say or whatever. It works for me. You know that. That's what matters. Uh, okay. okay. If you like. Oh, near him. I'm gonna move near him up. I'm gonna put it right behind uh, Lord of the Rings. Near is not gonna move up. No. For me. Oh, you know what I need to add on here? Um, I should look at the most recent ep- episodes we've done. Also, uh, Final Girl. Because I just saw Hostage Negotiator. What was the last episode we did, Julius? Let's look at that real quick. Because there might be stuff in that list that I won't have here. Tranquil Kingdom Rush, Miscellaneous, Tru- No, no. Kanban EV? Would it include Kanban? I don't know. I don't think so, but I'll write it down. That was a really fun game. Marvel just, Champions? Um, Nah. I've got Lord of the Rings. I don't need another one of those. Okay. That's my thought on it. Okay, I feel like that's enough for the last year. Oh, Newton, that's enough for the last year. Now I am. Now I am complete. <laughs> okay. Until something else comes to mind. Yeah, well, that's what happens because as I'm reading games, I'm, I'm, reminded of another, I'm reminded of another game. So Final Girl, I think I like more than Hostage Negotiator because I like those boards and I like I like the way it was set up to be more. Um, oh, what's the word? Modular. Hostage Negotiator will probably move down a little bit. Pandemic Reign of Cthulhu. Where would I throw that in? I don't like it as much as Final Girl. No. Um, maybe, say. maybe you're right. Maybe I'll, I'll put some space in here. Imperial Settlers. That's below Haas, uh, Pandemic. Oh, I can. I thought of another game that's missing. Um, Robinson Crusoe. <laughs> Outdoor Survival. I like that game. That's goofy, but I'll still put it below Imperial Settlers. Outdoor survival. You do have some interesting things. Yeah. <laughs> PAX. You remember PAX. That's a fun little game. Simple and fast. I do remember PAX. I'm going to stick that in here. I'm going to put it just above Imperial Settlers. 
Urbion. I think I'll leave that out. I like that, but I think I'll leave it out. Leave it out? As in it's below oh 20 for sure. I think so. All right. I mean, the problem is there's so many things in that in, in that series, but I I mean, I, I like Urbion. Yep. I also like the other ones in the series. <laughs> there's so many in that series that are really good. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. So, I mean, and I'm not... In in the end, you got to just pick something. Okay, Newsfjord. Newsfjord. Mm. I'm not sure how to pronounce it exactly. I think it's Newsfjord. I like that one quite a bit. I'm going to put that up above Sentinels of the Multiverse. I just put it spot number four. Wow. Still haven't been able to play it yet. Oh, it's such a great game. I believe you. At, I, I like it so much, I bought an insert thingy for it. There you At go. At the gates of Lo Yang. Um... I don't enjoy it as much as New Sword. I'm going to stick it below Sentinels of the Multiverse. At a number six. Okay. Fields of Arl. Well, if I put this on my list now, I might be giving stuff away about the next game we talk about on the show. <laughs> so maybe maybe I should leave that one out this year. But I do. I have been enjoying it. I will say that. I mean, is it above or below Sentinels? That's the question right now. It's below Sentinels, I think. Well, there you go. It's below Sentinels. I like, you know what I like about Sentinels that just make it so great is, is all, again, it's so modular and all the variability you have from all the different heroes and villains, right? Fields of Arrow has way less randomness. Okay. Way less. Okay. Escape, the Curse of the Temple. That's a fun game, light game. It's around Reign of, Pandemic Reign of Cthulhu. I'm going to put it right below Pandemic. But it's a timed game, Albert. This surprises me. It, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that is a really neat time game. For some reason, that one works for me with a theme. Hmm. I don't know why. I don't feel honestly. I haven't felt as much pressure from the time on that one as I have from other games I've played. Okay, and I I don't know if it's because it's a long time, like you got ten minutes and that's a lot of time or what. But yeah. Okay. How about Elder Sign? Elder Sign doesn't get played a lot, but I sure do like it. I'm gonna stick it somewhere here in the middle. Snowdonia. I do like that game. It's a game that. Has a lot of good memories, but honestly, it's been a couple of years since I've played it, and it's hard to to rank it fairly. And considering I haven't played it in a while, maybe I should just leave it out toward the bottom with Erbion and Field of Arrow for now. Space Hulk Death Angel, uh, another game I have not played in ages, but I think I'm going to still keep that in there. I'm going to put it right above Hostage Negotiator. The Isle of Doctor Necrol. This is another fun, random like storytelling game. So maybe it belongs with Outdoor Survival. And which one would I put higher? That one or Outdoor Survival? Hmm. The Owl of Necro? I think the Owl of Necro. Because there actually is choice in that. Astro Novice Merchant Event. I like that game. I think it deserves a high spot. That is a print and play game. It's um like a free trader sort of thing where, where you have a spaceship and you're going from planet to planet buying and selling goods. What was the name of it? Um... S- Astronovice Merchant Advance. There's an Astronovice Merchant and an Astronovice Merchant Advance. And the Advance is not really that much more advanced. It's a print and play game. It's very relatively simple, and you're moving around the boards, you know, literally going from one space to one planet to another on a big hex map, and um, okay, spending fuel for each space you travel and getting to the planet and buying and selling stuff. If you like it, Silverton. Yeah, Silverton is a neat train game. I'd say I like that more than Snowdonia as a train game. So I'm going to put it up here above Snowdonia, below Hostage Negotiator. Disaster on K2. It's another thematic game, and I've got all these thematic games in here. <laughs> I have not played that in ages either. 
for some reason, I think it belongs up higher, though. I'm going to put it up by Elder Sign. Really? You know, be interesting. I am. You know, that's somewhere around 12 right now. 11 or 12. Interesting. And I'll, I'll, I'll give this another look and change things more. Nothing's ever final. But, you know, the, the, the idea is to at least get things in place more or less in order and then, and then tune it. That's okay. sort of how I do it. You'll figure it out, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Okay, Navajo Wars. I definitely want a nice, interesting, big war game in here, and that's a good one. That is, I've been wanting to play that again. It's just hard to, to get the game like that up. Plus, games like that, you got to relearn the rules. I'm going to stick that over here above Elder Sign, and then I'm going to say, you know what? I also forgot another really neat war game, Conflict of Heroes. So I'm going to stick that up above Final Girl. Three games left. Castilian. That's another uh, Oniverse game in which you're building yep. a castle and stacking cubes. And I think that's a pretty darn neat game. That's that's my second favorite Oniverse game. Really? That's your second favorite? Yep. Definitely. Interesting. I scrolled up a bunch and I said, oh, around here. And I pasted it and it landed on number six. <laughs> okay. Pushing, pushing down Sentinels of the Multiverse, right? Oh, no. At the gates of Luoyang, just below Sentinels of the Multiverse. Kanban EV. That is a good game. It's not going to get played a lot, so I'm going to stick it down here right now. I'm still waiting for Bot Factory. Yeah. I yeah, I don't remember much about that one. I, I seem to think no, reading that, that it was interesting. That was a good game. They take some good stuff out of uh, Kanban. Okay, so that ended up up higher, probably around number 16 or so. I'm not sure. I'm not sure because there's there's gaps and spaces here in, on my list. It's showing up on row 22, but there's at least four or five spaces above it. Newton! That was a really neat game. I had a lot of fun with it. It was a surprise how much I enjoyed that one when I got it and finally played it. You convinced me to play it when I mentioned I had you. Oh, that's so good. You should play that. So I did. I support that decision. And you were right. I played it with my son, and he really liked it. So we played a bunch of games. I taught it to my wife, and she liked it. And she doesn't normally want to play games, so I, that was a big hit. So that so that doesn't matter because we're talking solo. Okay, I need to remember that. But either way, it is fun. I'm going to stick it up here just below Navajo Wars. So now we have our list. All these games are sorted. Let's Let's remove the gaps. Oh, look at that. Some of these games that I talked about, like uh, Outdoor Survival and Space Hulk, did not make it into the top 20 because I have 28 items on my list. <laughs> Surprisingly, Fields of Arrow is the last game on that list. <laughs> so I'm not sure if that's right, but okay. So here we go. So for number one, I have Lord of the Rings, the living card game. Yeah, I really like that game. I I've been wanting to get it back out again, but I just haven't had a chance. But that is such a fun card game. Number two, Onirum. That could be my number one also. I could really flip-flop between those two, I think. I like Lanirum a lot. I love all the expansions and all the ways to play it. and It's nice and simple and fun. Ragemore. I like that one a lot. You know, I think I'm going to move it down a spot just because. Because it's not as good as Lanirum. But it is so simple and so fast to play. So, number three, Newsford. I think that sounds about right. That is probably my favorite uh, Uwe Rosenberg game right now. So three seems like a great spot. Number four, Ragemore. Number five, Sentinels of the Multiverse. Oh, that's so much fun. And this the this year we did an episode on it, and, and I was on more games in time, and we talked about it. And every time it was just so much fun talking about the game. I love it. That's such a great game. Number six, 
Castellion. Another neat Oniverse game. Uh, yeah, it's really neat. I like the tiling on that. It's just so so simple. I agree. I think it should be left. Yep. And number seven, At the Gates of Luoyang. I actually ended up selling my copy because I decided I like New Sword enough and didn't really need both. I still think it's a great game, but cho- choosing between the two, I'd rather play New Sword. So, I, so it's down there at number seven. Number eight, Nations of Dice Game. Yeah, that's a neat little game. Simple, fast, a lot of choices you get to make in there. Just, that just works well. <sighs> number That was number eight. Number nine, and you, you know, mentioning Nations of Dice Game, I also want to include Nations the Board Game. I have done that in the past, including both, but this year I'm just not going to add it. I don't know why. Next year it might be here. As I've said already, it, for me it's pretty arbitrary, and, and you can see it. As you're listening, you can tell that some of these choices just just because. Anyway, number uh, where were we at? Number nine, Conflict of Heroes: Awakening the Bear, which has rules for playing solo out of the box, but you're sort of just um, playing both sides, kind of. There's a solo expansion for it, and that is interesting. And I've played that, and it feels really fun. It doesn't get played a lot, but it's a nice war game. It's actually not that complicated, and the components are really good for a war game. Rounded counters and everything, nice, uh, nice thick board tray for all the counters it's just it's a really good game really well produced number 10 final girl what do you the more complicated version of hostage negotiator there's a better way of saying that i can't remember what that is right now but yes more nuance more nuance more technical no it's 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 there's just more choices and more things with it i think it's a little less random than uh hostage negotiator now it's still the same type of random die rolls but they let you do different things like moving around the board and things. And your choices feel like they matter a little more, I think. Because, for example, you decide to move, you do your random die roll, and now that you can move, exactly where you're going. That's just yet another choice on top of the first ones you already made. Mm-hmm. So, number 11, Navajo War is another war game. That's an interesting war game. I've never played the whole game from beginning to end in that there's three different epics or time periods you could play in. I haven't done all three, but that one's, that one's really nice. Um, it's just really pretty looking, interesting subject. It's different than other games, and it's kind of not really war game per se. You're not fighting a war. It is, but there's comp. It, it, it is. It just rechanges the the space of the battle, but it's certainly a conf. Like, yeah. Um, maybe. Yeah, I, I, you know, that's the sort of thing that would be more of an argument. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That, that that could definitely be discussed. Right after that, item number twelve is Newton. Again, who made Newton? That was the name is not on the side of the box, so I cannot tell. Oop, I'm looking at my box here. Yeah, again, that was such a neat game. Just the the way you got the board to move on, and, and the desk, and and all the different choices you're making, and the way the cards work. There's just so much to that game is really interesting with a lot of interesting choices. And I think to to a certain extent, multiple paths to victory, and that was fun. Number thirteen, Elder Sign. I haven't played that game. T- recently again every once in a while it just comes out for for a game or two and then gets put away again i love the theme on it i love the way you're investigating exploring and it's it's you know your dice rolling you're sort of a yahtzee type mechanic and so it's kind of random and all that but it works well and it's fun and you have all the characters you have from all the different arkham horror games all the familiar characters with their special abilities and whatnot so it feels a lot like those arkham horror games but this one's different and, and I do enjoy that one. And 
It looks like that's the only Arkham Horror game on my list. Unless you want to count Pandemic, Reign of Cthulhu. Number 13. That was number 13. Number 14, Disaster on K2. Again, an old Victory Point games about surviving a, a disaster on the mountain K2. K2 is short for, for the full name. I forget what it is. It's hard to pronounce. And it was based on a real event and a book. Um, it's just a pretty neat little game. Simple, hard, and just it kind, you kind of got a real good feel for, for what happened on that mountain on that day. <laughs> it's a gloomy game, I guess is how I would describe it, because you get a sense of just how terrible it must have been. But it's super interesting also. Number 15, Pandemic, Reign of Cthulhu. There we go. So, again, my favorite Pandemic of, of the ones I've played. And I'm not counting the legacy ones. I've only played one of them. But either way, to me, those are too different to, to say, to compare. Uh, where are we at? Number 16, Escape, The Curse of the Temple. Light game, fun, fast, good to pull out. It's it's um, Again, it's one of those games that don't play super often, but whenever I pull it out, I kind of got to reread the rules, but they're so fast. You know, take ten, five or ten minutes to read the rules, and then you play for ten minutes. And, it's, you know, no problem. You don't really get lost in oh what was i supposed to do and that sort of thing and this is a game where i have i don't have all the expansions but i have most of them and it is not hard to add in the expansions even if i haven't played the game in say a year or two there's other games that that would definitely be much harder in where it would be a real challenge to include an expansion if i don't remember exactly how to play the game and i gotta relearn it so i like that i like that a lot about the game number 17 kanban ev Again, that was a neat game, right? We talked about it earlier this year. Really interesting. It's so big that I I kind of don't want to include it in the list because I find it hard to get out. I think I would rather play other games like, say, News 4 that are going to be... I was going to say similar because they're both worker placement games. They don't feel anything like. But this one is so big and so complicated. It's kind of, It's just kind of a bigger challenge to play. A bigger event for sure. But definitely, it's still a really neat game. Number 18, Astro Novice Merchant Advance. Again, that's just a, a neat older game that's very thematic about going through and and uh, trading goods and going from planet to planet, buying and selling stuff. And this is one where, where you're writing in the log everything you do from turn to turn, keeping track of it. It's not like you've got a, a chart where you're moving your counters back and forth. So you, I think they do offer that if you wanted to. But I've just always played it by writing down each round you know, what I bought and sold. Number 19, PAX. Uh, again, that's that. Uh, we talked about this game a few episodes ago, I think, didn't we? It was longer than that. Well, I guess a few. I think a few popular mechanics ago. That might be. Yeah, <laughs> and that's a neat little game. And finally, number twenty, Imperial Settlers. You say that finally as if you're not going to keep going. I'll, I'll keep going, <laughs> but that's all the ones that are going to get counted, right? These are the ones that unless are something matter. gets added higher, and you're like, wait, this needs to go up. Yeah, like I could add Robinson Crusoe number 20 right now. Here, watch this. Robinson Crusoe. Adventure in the Cursed Island. I like that game a lot. <laughs> I like that game. And there's expansions for it that there's uh, that are interesting, though I've never played them. I want to, but I just haven't got into them. And it's, it's a super neat, interesting game about survival. It's depressing. <laughs> See, you it's have, depressing. You think it's a depressing game? Yeah. Okay. I've never felt that way. I've... I have felt frustrated by it for sure because it's hard to accomplish <laughs> stuff in that game sometimes. So like, 
Very much so. Dice don't work the way you expected them to or whatever. The weather goes foul. And just all sorts of things could go wrong. But it's interesting. Number 21. Didn't make the cut, unfortunately. Imperial Settlers. <laughs> That's a fun game. I want to play it more. I really want... I've got a campaign. The It, it brought a solo rule. And then there was another solo rule on campaign that you could print and play, right? You, uh, it was available online. So there's two different ways to play. Then the expansions came out, the little mini expansions, and they each brought cards that gave you another option of how to play solo. And then they came out with a campaign game that, that brings yet another way to play this game solo. And it, it works differently. I don't really know how it works. I haven't tried the campaign yet, but I really want to. It's on my list of things to do is to, to play Imperial Settlers, kind of get refreshed with that game, and then go through the campaign. What else did not make it? Imperial Settlers 22, The Isle of Dr. Necro, a neat little game. Probably deserves more credit. I preferred the artwork from the original version. It looked more serious and it had this old 1950s sci-fi futurish kind of thing look to it. 40s or 50s. Very nice. Um, 24, Space Hulk Death Angel. That probably should be higher than that, but we'll leave it where it is. Neat game, super hard again. Another game with mean die. Number 25, Hostage Negotiator. Gosh, that should be higher. Number 26, Silverton. Number 27, Snowdonia. Two train games. Both are very different. Both are really interesting. And one, you're building the tracks. In the well, both of them, you're building tracks. But in one of them, the point is to build tracks, and the other one's to build tracks to deliver stuff. Number 28. Eight, Erbion, and number 29, Fields of Arl. So there we go. That's my list. And that is what I'm going to send to Kevin now. Um, I don't know. How do you do your list, Julius? I don't do a list. You don't do a list. <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> uh, no, that's too much time and effort. Uh, no, normally when, I, when I've done a list, I just start. I, I look over my entire collection uh, and write down everything that's currently on my shelf. And then I use a ranking app that goes through and presents essentially. I'm not sure if it oh. randomizes it, mm-hmm. but it says, Hey, which do you prefer this or this? And I go through that a couple times. And then at one point I would just, it's like, okay, well, based on your answers, here's what we think is yours. Do you want to modify it any? And it, it manages to put it all together. So I like doing it with that. I've heard people use that before too. I've never tried that. That does sound interesting. Even just to see what I think of the games or see what it thinks I think of the game. How long does that process take? Is that faster or slower than not what as I long did tonight? As, not as long as it was did tonight. Really? Okay. Then I should try that. And you yeah. just got to seed it first with your list of 20 or 30 or whatever number of games. I mean, I, I just write down everything on my shelf that I think should be on there. Yeah. Okay. So, sort of like I did, just more methodical about the ranking afterwards. It's entirely not methodical on my part. It's some programmer doing it more methodically. <laughs> well, no, but yes. So, but the right, but and it is methodical in your part because the, you're you're going and choosing with thought when you're presenting yes. the two games. But it's usually just a choice of which one's higher, this or this. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of so. what I went and did, kind yeah. of right. So that's interesting. All right, so there we go, listeners. I hope this was uh, enjoyable or at least tolerable. Now you know what my top twenty are. <laughs> We'll see how close I was. I usually do pretty poorly uh, against the actual list, but yeah, it's fun. It's fun to try anyway. And we hope to return to normal content next week. Yep. All right. Have a good night, everybody. All right. Bye-bye. 
thanks for listening. We love feedback, so we love hearing from you. You can reach me at Julius at OnePlayerPodcast.com or JLBird on BGG. And Albert can be reached at Albert at OnePlayerPodcast.com or Fractaloon on BGG. Our website is OnePlayerPodcast.com with the number one, and we're also on Twitter at OnePlayerPodcast. The intro music is copyright Angus can be found at Gemendo.com. The transition music is copyright by Dan Elduce Pancaldi, whose page is at DanPancaldi.com. The One Player Podcast is protected under a Creative Commons share-alike license. Thanks for listening.